wherever you listen throughout the world. It's football time! Welcome back to the Gridiron, guys. We are here on the week before Christmas, as some might say. The Super Bowl is upcoming this week. Uh, my name's Zach, and as always, I'm joined by Cam. Cam, how are you going? Yeah, well, this week, mate, we are very excited for the Super Bowl. Probably not the matchup we anticipated, but nevertheless, it's always one that gets very exciting for the boys. Yeah, we love it, don't we? As you said, just like before Christmas. Uh, so we're all hoping we're on the nice list and we'll be able to get some good wins over the weekend. Uh, but... Before that, we had over the weekend, we had the all-encompassing Pro Bowl, which has maligned a lot of people, uh, <laughs> certainly split people down the middle, I suppose. Uh, what were your thoughts of it, Cam? Yeah, look, unfortunately, I didn't catch a huge amount of it, but by the sounds of it, I'm not overly disappointed that I missed a bit of it because people were just talking about how they don't really bother like tackling it all these days. They don't really go very hard, which I can understand based on a point of their month, like someone talked about it today, I think it was Trent Brown from the Patriots saying, you're a month out from free agency. Why would I want to put myself out there and potentially lose a lot of money? Then old school players like Shannon Sharp and Deion Sanders came out sort of talking about, oh, well, doesn't matter. Like you're there to represent. So why don't you just do the best you can? What do you think about it? Yeah, look, I get the money side of it. They have upped it. I think everyone gets about 40 grand or maybe 40 grand Mm -hmm. might be the winner or something like that. But when yeah. you're talking about millions of dollars, you can understand the free agency talk because let's be honest, that's just chump change basically compared to what they'll get for their clubs. But I suppose, look, let's be honest, this one was a fucking disaster. It was a waste of time. <laughs> um, look, yeah, normally they might run at each other at least put on, you don't have to like drop people and, you know, throw in the hit stick or something, but they normally tackle. This was getting to a point where there was, it was literally like two hand touch. You know, we would have been better putting like flags on them and playing Oz tag almost for a little bit. So uh, outside of that, I think it was just a waste, especially for some guys like the punters. Like how about them? They already knew. Rabel came out the week before and was like, we're not going to punt it this week, mate. You're just getting a jersey for for the sake of it. Like what are we doing here? (laughs) Oh, it was, you're right. It's super pointless. You're going to get named for the sake of being named. Um, I mean, looking at it before we talk about the game itself, is there any ways that you'd improve the Pro Bowl weekend going forward or things that you'd change? People have talked about having the two last place teams play off for a draft pick. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't like that. I think you got to you got to no. keep it as a Pro Bowl. It, it always happens every now and again that we have a shit Pro Bowl. Like you look yeah. over the past five years at the recent Pro Bowls, some of them haven't actually been too bad. Uh, and there was a few years back as well where they ditched the AFC and the NFC. They did like a draft format like the NBA did. They tried that. You know, mm-hmm. they had some mm-hmm. legends coaching as well. So, and it wasn't as aligned, which were a bit of fun. I think the concept of it is really good. You know, everyone loves an all-star game. I'm a big fan of all-star games. It's oh. fun just seeing it. It's like fantasy matchups in real life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it, it's it's a good fun time. Like, obviously, you're going to get matchups and people that are never going to play with each other ever again. And you get to see them out there with each other. I think people are just disappointed. We're probably not seeing them at their very best. Yeah. And look, I can get it. They always talk about like as well, maybe do we move it? So it's maybe, is it at the start of the season? Is that better? Or like halfway through, Mm. you know, sometimes like the NBA, they've got the all-stars in the middle and it kind of breaks up the season a little bit for those guys, especially if we're starting to go towards that 18 game season, if they want to expand or anything like that, maybe that's a good way they break it up. Possibly. I don't know. But 
at the moment, I think it's still quite good. And the rest of the weekend is quite a good show. Like the skills showdown was quite enjoyable. It's good to see that sort of stuff. And those guys mixing around, obviously not with the public in Las Vegas, a la Alvin Kamara, but that's fine. That's another thing. But genuinely mixing on the field, they seem to be doing a good job. Yeah, Alvin's landed himself in some serious hot water. I guess we don't really know the details of that one, so we don't want to dive into it. But, yeah, the whole weekend in itself is pretty exciting. Obviously, yeah, you said they're mixing in the public. Vegas <laughs> might not have been the best choice. However, they wanted to play in that Swiss new stadium. And, look, the, the only one from the skills showdown I thought might have been a bit of a flop was the uh, best touchdown catch. I thought we talked about it, and you said maybe they're trying to implement it like the slam dunk and they're trying to get something like that. But it really didn't hit the mark. It looked pretty like lackluster for me. Uh, it's dang, to be honest. Uh, they had ones before, I think, a couple of years ago as well, where they do like a catch roulette. So it wasn't just the one catch try to flare out and, you know, what did he land on a table or I, I don't know. No one even jumped over a key or something like they normally do. But, um, <laughs> you know, those ones where the receivers would go out and do sort of different catches. I thought they've done that before and that's quite enjoyable. But whatever this mm. was, yeah, it's just trying to emulate the dunk contest and it doesn't take a brainiac to go over and see why that didn't work. Cause I mean, let's be honest, the dunk contest isn't even really that good these days anymore either. No, they give away tens too easily and that you're like, I don't understand the scoring there. It's too easy to get a 50 or a 49 these days. No dunk is perfect, but yeah, that, that one is a miss for me. I'll be interested to see if they bring it back next year. Yeah, exactly. But it was good. Uh, there were a few good performances as well out there. Some guys did want to play like Max Crosby came out on his home deck and balled out. He really tried a bit. I thought and, uh, Andrews as well, your guys, he's got yeah. zipped in a couple of nice touchdowns as well. So he's really showing those hands are on. Uh, look, Kyler Murray, it surprised me when I looked that he had three touchdowns because uh, he just looked like junk when he got out there every time. So it's interesting to see what he'll be looking like going forward as well. Uh, same with Russell Wilson. He was pretty junk. But, you know, in all honesty, they should have been hitting more targets. Yeah, they should have. And I suppose NFC had three guys that potentially aren't going to be on their same teams next year. Now we're diving into a little bit of, as you just said, Kyler Murray. He's deleted all these social media posts related to the Cardinals. Is that he's worried about his contract and a bit annoyed or he's just playing silly buggers? Yeah, I mean, this is big, isn't it? Because coming into the offseason, yeah, sure, they crashed and burned out of the playoffs. No doubts about it. But we really, it wasn't even on the radar of him. Would we might go, may stay and all those sorts of things. But now this has just sent rumor mill into overdrive. Yeah, it's huge. And I think there was one today with the Eagles saying they've got the capital to get it done. I mean, it's an improvement on Jalen Hurts, but I don't know if they actually do that. I think he probably stays in the end. But yeah, I think that would be an interesting one to look out for over the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So that ties up the Pro Bowl. I think uh, we move on to the main event, the uh, main course, as you say, the Super Bowl. We have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams, both having a great playoffs to come through. Uh, I think we may tuck in to see how they got there, the road too. So I think if we start with the Bengals, um, their road to the Super Bowl started with a trip to the Raiders, which you know feels like so long ago as well, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. I was, I suppose that game we weren't really too sure of. I was going to tip the Raiders to get over them week one. I went against it. But that game was tight. Like going down the stretch, I think Carr had a chance to get it done in the end. Bengals, we thought, looked pretty good. We weren't sure whether they'd get over the Titans next week. We'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, they've just started that this run based on this game. And I, I didn't think they were as impressive as they were in the following two weeks. What about you? 
Yeah, agreed. I think what we found with the Bengals was they really got out to a hot start. Great start. Looked electric out there. And then they seemed to take the foot off the pedal a little bit. You thought, is this the youth running out of steam? Are they getting a bit too cocky? Whatever. Uh, but they managed to hold on. Then they go the next two weeks. They go the Bengal, uh, sorry, the Titans, and they get absolutely worked over. Titans looked way better in that game, but the Titans just couldn't convert their chances. And Bengals come through with another scrappy sort of win, you could say. And then we turn to the week after, which the AFC Championship in Kansas City against the Chiefs, a great comeback. That was that was probably one of the best games we've seen. That was just unbelievable. Overtime win. The defense came up clutch for them. So it wasn't just Burrow when he's in his star offense. Their defense really showed up. And I think that's probably been the difference for them this year. They sort of have, I mean, they really struggled last year. Zach Taylor's done wonders for this team. They picked up guys like Trey Hendrickson and I mean Eli Apple's been not too bad. But there's other guys on their defense that are just doing a serious job. Jesse Bates is unbelievable at safety, and there's just guys doing a lot of work. Um that's just really putting this team over the top from a team that really struggled to a team that's converting to a Super Bowl. Yeah, they killed it, didn't they? And then working those interceptions in the clutch, you had Bell and Hill both times just picking off mm. Mahomes and forcing him to make those bad throws, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. And look, I suppose the defense was very good and their offensive line improved. That's one thing we saw, as you just said, against the Titans, they really struggled. And a sack nine times. I mean, if you get sacked nine times, very plausible against Aaron Donald on that pass rush this week. They're, they're no chance of winning. They're absolutely no chance of winning if they put up that performance again. But they did against the Chiefs. They did well. So we'll look to them to bolster that again. Absolutely. And then on the other side of the draw, representing the NFC, we had the Rams. Uh, they came in and blew the Cardinals away the first week. That was an absolute demolition job. There's not really much to speak about. It was pretty much a perfect game from both sides of the football, to be honest. Uh, and then they moved on to the next two games. They've had arguably a harder run, to be honest. Go away to the Bucs. Definitely. Take that win. That was a great win. Again, sort of come from behind. They they came from behind in the end. But to be honest, they had that game in well in control. Uh, unfortunately, they were a bit sloppy with the football. There were a lot of turnovers. They allowed the Bucks to come back in. But then they came in in the clutch and managed to seal that one quite easily. Yeah, that was one we thought was going to be Tom Brady magic again, that he was going to come back and win. But yeah, look, there's issues there for me. I know they came back the next week and won against the 49ers. But in the previous weeks against the 49ers in week 18 and then against the Buccaneers, they faded late. Now the Bengals are pretty good at coming hot at the finish as well. So, I mean, that's something that they've kind of got to work in. They can't sort of fade out of games towards the end when they've got a bit of a lead and that could play into it a fair bit. Yeah, absolutely. But for the Rams, it was quite good on the offense. Cooper Cup has been damaging as always. And we saw as well that if they get Odell Beckham Jr. involved earlier, he gets the production up. They've been the two sort of main guys. They haven't really looked great on the rushing throughout these parts three games, have they? But it's all been no. through the air. Yeah, it's definitely been through the air, and I suppose that's what we expect from Matty Stafford team and this lineup of, of weapons he's got is pretty good. I mean, he'd be they've lost, which is a bit of a downer. Um, but yeah, Odell Beckham's just been the signing. I mean, you can't hold down a good player like that for too long, and the Browns did the best they could to hold him back. But he's just flourished in this team, and it's opened up the game for Cooper Cup more as well, I reckon. Yeah, it's huge. He's just getting some absolute carry yards out there. He's getting plenty of space too. Like, I don't know how he's becoming so open out in that secondary. Whatever he's doing, he's just a workhorse. Yeah, definitely. And uh, look, if they win, I'd be super excited for OBJ. Like, going from where he was in that situation, his dad's done him worlds of favours, getting him out and getting him to a team that's gone to the Super Bowl. Just shows all the dummy spitters, uh, they get rewarded eventually, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely. So, look, that's their road to the Super Bowl. They've both had 
quite tough words to get through. So, look, moving on, we're going to look at a couple of key things that each team needs to do if they want to win or if they don't do, they'll likely lose. So, looking at the Bengals, their number one thing that they've got to do is protect Burrow. We said this before. Uh, he got sacked nine times against the Titans and he just managed to scrape through. They've cleaned it up a little bit against the Chiefs. They only had one. Uh, but you're looking at a team that's got Aaron Donald and Von Miller, a very scary defense just at the start there. And also that great secondary that's going to force him to hold onto the ball as well. So there's going to be plenty of more time for that defensive line to work. So for them, they've got to protect Burrow and keep him in the pocket. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most football games are one in the trenches as we've talked about before. And I mean, no better picture than, yeah, as you've just said, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, the star pass rush coming from the Rams. This line has got its work cut out for them. Now, if they can protect Burrow, as you've just said, they're going to go a long way in chance of winning this game. But as we've just also said, the Rams off defensive line is almost unstoppable at points. You've got Aaron Donald. They have to double man him, triple man him, which as you said, leaves Von Miller in the lurch. He's seen having this like, superstar stats since going there. Obviously, he's a superstar in his own right, but because Aaron Donald gets those marks-ups that he probably normally had in Denver, it just opens him up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second point for the Bengals, and this is going to tie back into the protecting borough and working in the trenches, but they need to establish that run early. So if they're able to establish that run early, they can keep the ball out of Burrow's hands and not have him thrown like 40, 45 times, and that'll keep the drives moving a little bit better on the ground. That way, they can also tire out that defensive line and prevent more blitzes. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's the thing. If Mixon can get it going in some RJP run, look, I mean, the Rams have only allowed 54 yards rushing per game, so that's just phenomenal. So, as you, yeah, if Mixon can get it going, and he's been very good lately, he sort of got those drives going late in the game against the Chiefs, got him down the field, run downhill. Look, that, that as you just said, that's probably the key, I think, to beating the Rams. Yeah, and the last one that the Bengals have to do is they need to force takeaways. So... Pretty obvious one there, you'd think. But Stafford has been quite good. He's only thrown one interception throughout these playoffs uh, and they managed to hold onto the ball. There's been a couple of fumbles in that Buccaneers game, but other than that, they've been quite good with the football, quite safe. So for a team like this, you either need to get on top of them and try and make them punt a lot, but they're quite good at getting those third downs. So forcing those takeaways is going to get that turnover and keep your offense on the field longer. Yeah, it's true. Do you think, I mean, given the gravity of the game, do you think Matty Stafford will tighten up even more? Like he's really not going to be throwing those passes he normally throws with a bit of risk? Look, I think it's going to depend on the situation. Probably at the start, you're going to see a lot of very safe passes. Once the game starts to roll on and he starts to get into the feel of it, are they behind? Are they in front? You'll see him sort of starting to loosen up and probably let those things fly. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're super keen to see. We want cup deep, we want OBJ deep. But yeah, look, I mean, Bengals, those three things, if they can get those going, as you've just mentioned, gives them every chance. Right. Now on the flip side, we're talking about the Rams. So starting for them, what they've got to do is they've got to get Odell a lot of touches and early. As we sort of mentioned this earlier, OBJ that we've seen these past couple, especially this year and recently, if you don't get him the ball early, he seems to crack the shits and then he doesn't run his routes properly. He's not going to block the runs, those sorts of things. So if you're getting him those quick early touches, even if it's just small screen plays, out yards for three, four yards, doesn't matter. Just get the ball in his hands. That's how you keep him happy and you get him involved in the game. And he just, he doesn't, as I said, he just cares about it a lot more. He doesn't fade out if he's got, if he's not missing that ball. 
Yeah, he definitely feels more involved and they get him done early. Like I think Stafford, as you said, will picture it. We'll try and find him early. McVay's probably got a plan to get him found early, get those slants out wide, just get those short yardage. Obviously, you said there's going to be some tight passes, some really safe passes. OBJ probably doesn't get the number one corner or safety or anything like that. So he's going to be open. I, I think he's going to have chances to get those ones early, which will open up cup. But yeah, if he gets involved and he's got play, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder at the moment. So you think he would work very hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, this is another on their defense. They've basically got to go in and play bully ball on defense, all right? They've got to go in. They've got to fight in the trenches. They've got to prevent that run, and they've got to sack Burrow because that's where they're going to win it, essentially. If they keep the pressure on Burrow and keep him in, the, in his hands, the football in his hands, force him to throw 40, 45 times, and then making him stay in that pocket and not letting him roll out, that's where they're going to get him. Yeah, I mean, who do you think is probably going to have the most impact for the Rams? I know Aaron Donald always gets a lot of pressures, but we obviously know that he's going to get manned on. Who do you think probably is going to have the most impact on the on the defense for the Rams? When you talk about the defense, you've obviously got Aaron Donald and Von Miller, but I think the one that flies under the radar is definitely Leonard Floyd. He's been great these playoffs. Mm. He manages to slide in. Those two guys get the most of the attention. He sneaks in, takes out the main man. Yeah, love that. Like, yeah, and then I suppose at the end of the day, you've got Ramsey in the backfield, so they're just going to be pressuring him big time all day, and I think that's probably probably your next point. Yeah, absolutely. So the final point is the Rams need to lock down Chase. As we said, if you get on top of Burrow and force him to throw the football, he's going to look for his main man, Chase, okay? So basically, we've got to lock him down. You've got a good guy out there in Jalen Ramsey uh, who's going to lock him down, but you're probably going to need to send over safety help every now and again and force him because essentially we don't know if Azama is playing or not. I know he got onto the Super Bowl uh, press <laughs> conference and threw his braces off, but he has done, was it a PCL or MCL? So he's able to yeah. still play. It's not, it's not a full tear, I believe, but he's still going to be limited. Um, you know, there's other guys out there that he can drop it to like Higgins and Boyd. But I think, you know, Jamar Chase is his number one guy. So you've got to really lock him down and that's going to prevent Burrow from getting those numbers up. Yeah, I suppose that's probably what I was going to ask. I'm saying who's, I mean, you're going to need those guys like like uh, Boyd and T Higgins to step up. Who are we expecting to sort of really take that sort of ascendancy? Would we expect Higgins to sort of grab that? Yeah, definitely. I think we have seen Higgins has been quite good these past couple of games. Like you look in the conference championship, I think he rolled up about 100 yards uh, mm-hmm. on some decent receptions as well. So it, he's been quite good and working the first downs. But I think it's it's that tight end that we're sort of going to see between these two teams that are going to be handy. Now. So obviously Uzama is, is questionable at the moment. Uh, and the Rams, mm-hmm. they've obviously got uh, Tyler Higby, who's also questionable, but I think he's probably going to play so yeah he's done is he, now, oh, yeah actually what ended up happening with him not quite sure it just has a queue next to him so you know how it is with questionable we're not sure so oh yeah okay we're not going to find out till later yeah that's fair so but i think those tight ends are going to be imperative so outside of the top two receivers for both teams those tight ends are the next down guys and they're the ones that are looking for those short yardages in those second and third and short references yeah absolutely all right, now I think we'll roll into the last thing. This will probably go over some ground that we already have. We've talked about a little bit, but key matchups. What's a big key matchup for you this weekend? Um, I was going to say, obviously, you've got your, your your standard that is obviously the trenches. So you've got your own line versus Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Um, and then you've got your key matchups, wide receiver. I suppose the biggest one here, I guess, could be the safeties for the Bengals for me. 
Cooper Cup gets open a whole lot and these guys are going to have their work cut out for them now. I suppose we've seen him burn a lot of safeties over the top the last few weeks. So I think those two guys are going to have their serious work cut out for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen the Bengals secondary and their safeties. They played quite well over the postseason. So you have a look at them. They've forced six interceptions and 19 passes defense. So they've actually been quite economical. Um, In terms of the yardage, there have been some big plays given up, we will admit. But keeping those guys in front of them is going to be imperative. Now, on the flip side, as we sort of mentioned, Stafford, he's the guy that that secondary wants to try and pick off, okay? Stafford's only thrown one interception all playoffs, but he isn't he isn't immune to throwing shit throws. Like, we know the Tart interception, if he'd have caught that, that could have changed the whole playoffs, mm. couldn't it? I mean, that was, oh, that was yeah. just a really bad throw. So Stafford not immune to, when airing it out, making those mistakes and throwing it into bad coverage. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I suppose I was just having a look quickly and I suppose one that doesn't get mentioned, we always talk about the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line, but I guess you look at the Bengals defensive line and we talked about Trey Hendrickson before coming across from the Saints. You've also got Sam Hubbard. So I think there, I mean, the Rams line is good, but I mean, the Bengals recorded, I think the ninth most sacks in the league and Stafford has been sacked the sixth most. So it's not as if they're not impenetrable. It's not as if the Rams line is a, is a block brick wall. So I think Stafford could see a lot of different looks and a lot of pressures. I'd agree so too. And I think one of the things that the Bengals line comes in knowing is that they don't have to defend a great run game. So they're not worrying mm. about that too much. They can focus on the pass rush more than the run blocking. Yeah, that's very true. And I suppose just looking at the rushing for the Rams while we're at it, I mean, do we going to see Akers has come back from that injury? Are we going to see a fair bit more from him or are we going to see sort of a tandem with him and Sony Michelle? I think you'd have to. For them to make a real push into it, you'd really got to feed Akers the rock. Mm. Sony Michelle's been quite good in those third down, though, plays, to be honest. He's he's that great power runner. He's just that big body. He gets two one to two yards, and that's what you need him for. But I think to really unlock their run game, they need to feed Akers the rock. If he's able to, I think that'll be the big question because he has sort of looked a bit stunted on those past couple of games. Yeah, definitely. That's one I'm pretty curious to see. Yeah, so it's going to be huge. I think um, if we roll in to maybe a few prop bets and things like that, but probably starting off, who's your pick? What are you going to go for? I said last week, Rams, and I think I'm going to have to stick with that. I'm a bit torn, but I think Matty Stafford gets it done, especially at home. I think they talked about the other day, I mean, there's been two and two years after having none ever of a home team, and I don't know if they're too happy with it. There was a mention of not like that's the reason they move it around is so the team home team isn't playing at the home stadium. But, I mean, that's the case this time. You can't go past the Rams so far. Yeah, well, I suppose everyone was keen for it to happen when it hadn't happened before. And then when it did, the Bucks routed the Chiefs 31-9. to nine. So I suppose people are leaning, thinking that it's a great advantage and it could possibly lie on that. Look, I'm going to have to play devil's advocate here. I think I've just faded the Bengals too much and i got to give them some love. Joe Burr, the boys, um, I'm going to get around them. Hopefully they put up a game because they are, you know, certainly they could be dismantled. And it looked like that was last week, but I think they've definitely shown enough that they can bounce back from anything. And I feel that they can make this one will win. Yeah, definitely. Now, looking at the handicap or the line, as you wish, uh, is minus four for the Rams or plus four for the Bengals. Now, do we see this being a close one? Do we see the Bengals holding? Sorry, that's me saying the Rams win. Is it going to be enough for the Rams to cover the line against the spread or will the Bengals cover it? Look, going across this, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a three-point game. So you could be 
in a bit of a trouble for that four-point spread. We've seen these kickers, both of them, uh, Gay and McPherson, have been lights out. So, look, to be honest, my, if you're if you're a Rams person, minus four may be a bit tricky. I'd probably be leaning towards the Bengals plus four because that's going to cover you on both sides. Yeah, I actually don't mind that. I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be three points, maybe two points. One, like It's going to be very tight, we assume. Uh, now, total points, 48 and a half. Is that high or is that low? Look, I mean, it's only when you drop it down, it's only about 24 points for each team, which is quite easily, you know, these guys could quite easily do this. You look at their championships games, Rams 20, 49 and 17. So that would only, what, 37. And then you look at Chiefs, Bengals 27, 24. They've both been fairly low scoring outside of that. Oh, I suppose, yeah, I reckon it's probably low. I reckon you can look at the high going the overs. Yeah, that, yeah. well, that's it. I suppose looking at the history of the game, there has been a lot of overs lately, I suppose, if you're using the 48 as the mark. Last year, no, it didn't make it. The year before, 51, with the Chiefs beating the 49ers. Then we had the low scorer when there was, what, no touchdowns or a touchdown? Yeah, it was like 10. Uh, the year before, it? yeah, 13-3 was bloody small. Yep. Uh, 41-33, Philly won. And then we obviously know the Falcons got dusted 34-28 in overtime. So, I mean, historically... These are reasonably high-scoring games. I, I don't know if that's, there's a reason for that, but in the indoor stadium with the two high-powered offences, 48 is pretty good. I think you could probably notch it down if you want to take a lower one for a bit lower odds and get like 43 or something like that, but I like it. Overs. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Uh, I suppose moving on to the – let's go to the quarterbacks. So we have Joey Burrow. He's got an over-under of 276.5 passing yards and Matt Stafford for 281.5. What are your thoughts on both of those? Oh, early days, it says me, both of those are going over. I think these both 300-plus passing yards, but that's probably historically not going to be the case. Um, I guess it depends on how far these teams get out ahead of each other, if one does or not. I'm torn. I think they both could definitely go over. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to lean for Joe to go under. I think, as I said, they're going to push their run game. So that's going to, you know, limit his throws. We even saw last week uh, or two weeks ago that he threw about 250 yards and that was quite an aired out game for him. I think he threw about 40 odd there. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. the unders. But yeah, for Matty Stafford, 280, he has to go over. You'd think he gets probably 120 to Cooper Cup at least, 150 to Cooper Cup at least. So then when he feeds it out to the other blokes, he'll be over 300 easy. Yeah, definitely. Well, I suppose that leans into we probably won't go receivers yet. We'll look at the rushing. You did say they were going to lean on the rushing for the Bengals. Now, Rams have only allowed 54.5 a game. Uh, Mixon's is 62.5. Acres is 65.5. And, and then you've got 5.5 for Stafford, 12.5 for Burrow. We could see them notch up a little run or two. So who do you like out of those four? <laughs> look for the quarterbacks i'm gonna to have to go both the unders i just don't think they're gonna take i mean there's a potential for them to take <laughs> off easily but i think yeah in one of these games they're gonna to look to either run it or just drop it off mainly just to be the safer ones for this one i'm also gonna look at cam Akers for the under uh now joe mixon 62 is sitting on a it's on a knife's edge there as you sort of said what are they mid 50s they're keeping out mm. also mixon you see you know, he's running about the 50 to 60s anyway so i think Probably, I mean, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Oh, I shouldn't say safe. I think Mixon's is probably <laughs> going to be pretty tight. Acres, you'd think, would go under if you're sharing the load. But, yeah, Stafford and Burrow, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. You don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. And then we'll just go to the four big boys on the receivers. So T. Higgins has got 69. 
Uh, Jamar Chase, 78. Uh, Cooper Cup, 105. And Odell Beckham Jr., 62. What do you think? Yeah, see, now 105 always seems a lot, but Cooper Cup always seems to knock this out of the park. I'll probably go overs for him. Odell, they're going to find him early. I don't know how deep his passes are going to be. That'll be a tight one. Higgins, I don't mind overs. Jamar Chase, I think, as you said, Ramsey could keep him in check. He'd probably get one or two big plays. But will that be enough for the 78? Probably not. Tyler Boyd will be one to watch with over 39 just going outside those four. Yeah, huge from that. I think I'd go over the T Higgins. I'll go under Chase, over Cup. And, yeah, I'm probably going to go over Odell. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. And then I think uh, probably we'll move on to our MVP and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Who do you think is going to take home the MVP? Uh, MVP, now I've got the Rams winning and like obvious choice is Matty Stafford at $2.20. I'll give you a smoky. I'm going to say uh, it's not really – this is tough actually because I guess you could go the easy choice of Aaron Donald. $14 is a bit of a smoky, but he's third on the on the fourth, third or fourth on the betting margin. Uh, yeah, we'll have to say one of those two. It's got to be Donald or, uh, Donald or Stafford. But, yeah, yeah, I think for me, obviously – Going the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 325. Um, but I really do like Cooper Cup at $6. If the Rams get away and he pops up 120, 150 yards, two touchdowns, that's an elite game. And he has basically dismantled that secondary if he does that. And I think that could be nice value there. Yeah, I think there could be. I mean, there's some good ones further down the wrist. Ramsey, $71. Hendrickson's $91. I mean, I don't see those guys doing it. Joe Mixon at 36 is one if he gets a good run game, but I don't see that happening. Look, yeah, those low-dollar low value guys are probably going to be it. Yeah, agree with that. So that about wraps us up. We're getting to the pointy end. Uh, please get in touch with our socials, as we said, because I'm an unemployed, uh, useless shit kicker now. I am out there trying to work the Canva. Uh, Spoon's been giving me the keys to the Instagram, so we're hopefully seeing a little bit more work because he slacked off a bit. I don't know if that's because this kid he's had or whatever seems to be taking more of his interest, but who knows? Uh, but anyways, I'll be on top of it for you guys, so keep an eye peeled on that socials uh, because we'll be active all weekend. Uh, don't hesitate to get in touch with us, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Look, the ball has been slightly dropped there by me, but you've really picked up the slack lately, putting out some quality content. We'll see a few hype videos coming this week. And by next week, we will have a Super Bowl winner on our next show. So not, well, not a Super Bowl winner. We'll just know who the results will be. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait to, um, you know, we're all keen to watch this. So look, as you said, like, comment, subscribe, get in touch with us. Let us know where you're watching the Super Bowl, what you're doing for it. I'm sure everyone's got some great ideas. It is a Monday, so take the sickie off work. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, let's get stuck into this, baby. All right. See you then. Thanks for letting us in your crib. It's been real.